Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today's topic, we will be talking about how to get started in the gym. So we all remember our first time in the gym. Hey, how did yours go? Yeah, I've probably been training for a couple of years now, but I still remember when I first got into the gym, I was probably oh, 16, 17 was probably when I first started in the gym. And my first exposure was more group training classes mm. and going with my mum. It was sort of, <laughs> mum was sort of the one who really got me into the gym. She'll love listening to that. Being yeah. like, I knew it was all me. <laughs> but yeah, probably 16, 17, getting into the gym first time. Um, I still remember definitely what it felt like. Um, and I guess fresh from last week's podcast, talking about all the mistakes and everything that um, both myself and Danny have made. Um, yeah, it brings a lot of memories back. What about you? How old were you when you first started training? I remember I was around that age because I wasn't driving yet. So it would be a real, <laughs> a real family affair. All right, guys, we're going to go to the gym, yep. whether it be a pump class or... Yes, um, Les Mills. Oh, yeah, that's right. I haven't done one since. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. But yeah, it was a real whole new environment. I had no idea what I was doing. I had a program written up on a on an A4 card, which I religiously yes. followed because I didn't know how to do anything else. Yeah. Um, and that was, yeah, my first sort of experience. I think we all had those cards. They really were overwhelming. I was like, I don't know how to read this. There's squares everywhere. Oh, yeah. All these numbers. Um, and they're filed away in a little drawer in the gym. Yes. And you had to look up your last name. <laughs> That's what we had to do. And God forbid someone moved it because it's been me five hours if it got put out of place. You couldn't go. You had to go home. Oh, you that's it. Your card. Call it. How things have changed though. Now you've got your iPhone. Oh, my and God. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> so our experiences getting into the gym first time, we wanted to talk about our feelings, um, just touch on some of our mistakes, our experiences, and I guess just some advice for newbies if you are new getting into the gym this is a great episode to listen to just to take some I guess some of our wisdom um, into the gym with you for the first time that's right so the first point that we really want to touch on is you have to just be open to trying new things and being uncomfortable Mm. like it is a whole new experience and just with any new experience you're not really going to have all the answers straight away you kind of have to dive in Mm. okay so once you sort of get okay with becoming uncomfortable just find a style of training that suits your lifestyle okay Mm. what's going to be that first thing that will get you going Mm. and I often say that you know both Danny and I often talk about how important following a program is and progressive overload and all those sort of key things that are really important in the long run but when you're first starting out it really is just about trying everything trying the group fitness trying personal training trying hit trying weights just Mm. giving everything a go and really finding I guess where you fit and where you, you fall in love with because everyone has their own preference you know and there's no right or wrong way to move your body really when it comes to exercise Um, especially when you are getting started because you know you go into the gym and you do what is um, you know known to you and somewhat comfortable and then as you dabble along you can challenge yourself that's right yeah so once you sort of find what you enjoy doing then ask for guidance Mm. because 
it's so important to go in and learn the basics, build those foundations. So as working as a personal trainer, I would always get people coming to me and saying, look, Danny, I'm actually not ready for a personal trainer. I feel like I need to work up to it. Yeah. Well, that's what they're there for, yeah. you know, to teach you the foundations well, to ensure that you don't go years down the track of, of doing things in bad habits and then having to sort of go back and start. So start strong ask for help they that's what they're there for yeah and that's very interesting because um danny mentioned that to me earlier when we were speaking about this is i didn't think people would would think Mm. like that um i guess you know i i would call myself somewhat open confident i (laughs) would be confident to go up to someone and ask for help because it just seems like a natural thing if i didn't know what i was doing i'd go ask someone at the gym you know Mm. but I guess I was a bit naive to thinking that people thought that they had to almost qualify for personal training. It really yeah. is not the case. It really isn't. Yeah, it, I, I heard that more often than not for sure. Um, and whether it be, I think people get scared. And you've got shows on TV like The Biggest Loser and all that where they show mm. personal trainers to drop and give me 50 burpees and, and quite scary. Yep. That's where I think that that mentality actually came from. But I think over the years now it is changing. Yeah, we social seen media, as, yeah. seeing the inside of, I guess, what a lot of trainers are like. But, yeah, you know, I myself did not have a very good experience with my first personal trainer. Really? Yeah, like I remember my first personal trainer put me through probably like, yeah, a 45-minute session of like cardio and hit and, and reinforced that sort of lightweight, high rep style mm. of training and that mm. was my experience of a personal trainer I thought well I'm not going back to him again mm. I just thought it was rubbish but you know I often joke in my own field that personal trainers are like GPs or doctors there's really good ones and there's really bad ones and mm. you just got to sieve through and find the good ones not all PTs are the same yeah, and I suppose if you are the kind of person who does enjoy that style of mm. training, then that's great. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't my goal when I went to him. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I hate this, mm. and he made me do it. Yeah. So there are those sorts of people out there, but you know, it's it would be naive to think that everyone is like that. Mm. Yeah. So when you do, um, yeah. So when you were talking about finding personal trainers, and then we're kind of deterring from why you should get one but I suppose when you are finding a personal trainer asking for help ask for help talk to your trainer if you feel that there's a good connection and relationship there great mm. go with them but don't be put off just by one person yeah, shop around that's right shop around <laughs> like online dating you yeah, know you exactly. filter through them Stalk uh-huh. them on Instagram beforehand. 100%. Stalk them um, and, and really just find someone that you get along with. And really, um, like as trainers ourselves, we want the right clients, don't we? Yeah, like... it works both ways mm. and that's fine. It's a relationship. But there are definitely trainers out there to help you. So, yeah, go in and get guidance. Learn the foundations well. But apart from seeking out a personal trainer, like you can also find a really good gym buddy or mm. someone else um, to give you a bit of guidance. I remember when I was in the gym, um, I had um, this, I guess, older bodybuilder um, and I joked with him. He was my gym dad. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he went there 
with his sons and everything and I was one of the only girls in the weight rooms and he sort of like took me under his wing and you know showed me how to do some of the exercises properly and Perfect. he was like a really good mentor to have like in those early days when I first started taking lifting seriously. Yep definitely and talking about sort of gym dads my own dad would teach me a lot as well he yeah. was a bodybuilder and I learned the basics from him. Yeah um, your dad. So lots your, changed since. Yeah your dad competed and everything didn't oh, he? Oh he was yeah um, an IFBB competitor jun- junior Olympia and all that sort wow. of stuff. So yeah shout out to dad. Um, <laughs> bloody legend. Like father like daughter. He still calls me up um, you know how's the, the comp prep going make sure you you know you're cutting this out and that and I'm oh, like protect. Really? Yeah it's the old school method. I love Bless it. Him. I love old school body Still body not really books. sure what flexible dieting is but yep <laughs> but he was that mentor for me and then once yeah, um that's sort cool. of i spoke to dad then a gym trainer wrote up the program for me and then you just keep finding mentors so that's the only way to learn and to do things properly from the start yeah so find a, a mentor or a gym buddy as well just so you can keep each other accountable um, and go from there it's also important when you are learning those foundations, include your mobility, okay? Learn some exercises from them um, to have a whole rounded approach to your training. Mm, yeah, so when it comes to, I guess, having guidance, that guidance is to guide you into the right direction. So mm. it comes down to learning the, the mobility movements right from the start, learning the basics right from the start and executing movements safely. Um, yeah. I think often there is... Um, um, a lot of people in the gym performing exercises um, in a less than ideal tech with a less than ideal technique um, and it's something that I wish I did right at the start was just have someone to run me through the basic squat deadlift bench press just all those key component body movements that we mm. practice every day in the gym because really when exercise is broken down it is just into body movements yeah and and I suppose when you do mention those movements without a barbell first because the amount of people on Instagram it's sexy to see everyone lifting heavy and hip thrusting 100 kilos on the mm. barbell and that's pleasing to look at yet even some of my clients you take all the weights off them and they struggle to do it um, just with body weight even mm. a squat even a hip thrust simple movements like that so learn the movements without weight nail that and then earn the right to add weight yeah. too often we want to rush ahead cool all right in an ideal world you'll get into the barbell straight away your body will break down you'll get injured you'll reach a wall your body will stop changing and you hit that slump straight yeah. away if you want to be in this for the long game learn the foundations and then earn that right to add yeah. weight so where would you think then danny is good for a beginner to start like obviously you want to get in the gym and you want to start training like yep. you know do you encourage people to jump straight on a piece of equipment or you know what's your sort of philosophy on that yeah definitely I still think um, machines serve a purpose well because you can't really hurt yourself so to speak yeah, less, risk. less risk um, but I still think fundamental movement patterns body weight squat a push-up rows deadlifts all body weight uh planks are really important to build those movement patternings get the uh, nerves and neurons firing it's like learning how to ride a bike at the start it's it's difficult but then the more you do it 
you just naturally become accustomed to those movements. Yeah. yeah. And I think it comes down to making sure that you're doing, um, like we said, the fundamental movements, the squat, mm. the deadlift, the pressing, the pulling, some sort of core movement, single leg and some sort of ab um, exercise as well, you know, just yeah. the fundamentals. But, you know, if you're new to the gym, it goes back to having guidance yeah. and seeking out someone to help you with this stuff because you're not expected to know it, to mm. be honest. Like, mm. and we spoke about our mistakes last week and yeah, one of them is definitely program design because it's complex yeah. and exercise selection doesn't have to be um, overly complex. We still need to do the basics, but the basics, um, you know, has different levels for everyone, yeah. depending on what your exercise history is, um, your sporting ability, um, how old you are, any limitations, injuries, all those sorts of things. Yeah. So just take the work out of it and, you know, get a program written up. Mm, that's right. Um, and then they'll be able to guide you on how you can progress. But if you are just starting, you do want to have those higher reps and lighter weight to get used to the movements. Mm. And then you'll be able to add load, play around with the volume and all of that. But yeah. to learn a new skill, you practice it slowly. You practice it over and over and over again. It's like martial artists. They practice the one punch thousands of times. Mm. You know, it's, it's similar. And with those body weight movements, they're the ones that carry on into all your other lifts as well. Mm. As you always talk about, it's movement patterning. Mm. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, it's just a movement pattern. Um, yeah. You can re replicate that in multiple different ways with multiple different exercises. Mm. Uh, it's just about finding the one that fits you and suits you best. That's right. Mm. All right, moving on. So just like a doctor's appointment, schedule your gym and on the same level, all right? You can't miss that doctor's appointment. I can't miss the gym. So make sure you fit it into your week and your schedule. Mm, exactly. And you, like my schedule, I know with work changes day by day, week by week. You know, my shifts are never the same working a rotating roster. So I do that most Sundays. I'll sit down with my weekly to-do list. It's like a little um, A4 sheet and it's got like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I plan out all my workouts. So I look at my week and I go, okay, I've got early, early, late, early. When can I fit in my leg sessions? When can I fit in my upper body? Okay, I am flat out on Monday. That's going to be my rest day. You know, yeah. I just plan out my week um, so I can get the most out of it and time manage around it. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose that we can touch on into the early bird versus a night owl style of training. If you know that you perform better in the morning, just get the session done in the morning and then get on with the rest of your day or vice versa. Um, which one do you prefer, early or night? I'm definitely an early bird. Like I f have the most energy in the morning. I probably wake up about 5 a.m. most days regardless of what, I, what I'm working or whether it's the weekend or not. So I do prefer to wake up um, have breakfast, sort of fluff around for a little bit, then go to the gym. But obviously, you know, real life gets in the way. And mm. if I'm working or something like that, then I just make do and I'll train in the afternoon. Um, but I do notice that I have the most energy in the morning. Yeah, definitely. I'm the same. Um, I just like to get it done. I put a lot of time and energy into work and other things that I do as mm. well later on. And I can feel quite drained come the end of the night. So I like to um, put my workouts in the morning after a meal and then get it done and that sets me up for the day yeah i also find like getting up early 
um, yeah, I am quite tired by the time the afternoon comes around mm, and mm. I tend to try and avoid caffeine later in the day as well. Um, also like a heavy workout tends to impact my sleep. So it mm. takes me a lot longer to wind down at night, which is all reasons why I like to place my workouts in the morning. But you know, sometimes you just got to do what you can. Yeah. Because there's a lot of arguments, what's better for you, early morning, night, lunchtime, whatever. But we kind of came to the conclusion that at the end of the day, as long as you're getting your workout done, performing well with great intensity, you know, that's a win in itself. Definitely. Definitely. So we wanted to run through, I guess, some of our hacks of the essentials that we like to include um, getting into the gym. Because when you are starting out, it's easy to lose motivation. Mm. Um, And a lot of these topics as well can be um, a bit controversial or you're not quite sure sure about. So for example, um, starting at the top of the list, like lifting gear. Daniel, what's your opinion on, you know, everyone seems to be in the gym with their belts, their sleeves, all the accessories. What's your opinion on lifting equipment? For a newbie, probably not necessary. Okay. Because yeah, there's a lot of this, this is a big topic, but a newbie's not, we wouldn't encourage you to be like power lifting. So you're, you're under five reps and under really, really heavy lifting in that does encourage you to wear a belt or knee sleeves and wrist wraps again we're learning movement patternings Mm. we're learning how to be in tune with our body just the less mucking around we do with all this extra crap like you will be able to learn that foundation better i feel yeah i agree and like danny said earlier about the higher reps we call that like an accumulation phase so you're keeping your reps in the workout a lot higher therefore you shouldn't really need these um these things like your belts and your sleeves and your wrist straps and all that sort of stuff you shouldn't need it because they're more reserved for powerlifting style training Mm. when you are putting a huge amount of load on your body so when you are going with a higher rep range and more of a moderate rate um, moderate sorry intensity you should be able to stabilize your body um, enough without using a belt for example yeah that's right because the belts so the reasoning for it it um, allows more pressure in the abdominals because it gives you something to push against and that really contracts and protects around your spine but we want to learn how to do that at a certain level without using that Mm. and then when we sort of do need that heavier load great pop one on Mm. um, or knee sleeve sort of warming up the knee joint and keeping that stable as a newbie we want to learn how to grow our muscles and and our stabilizing muscles to protect the knee joint without using that so when i sort of started um powerlifting style training i was kind of like cool i want all this stuff and my coach was like no you know earn the right for the knee sleeves once you start lifting x amount um it was actually squatting 100 he goes once you can squat 100 um i'll give you some knee sleeves so yeah Mm. was there any methodology behind the weight that he estimated for you to get to before a belt was introduced because he knew that I was hungry as for that number and that would make make me get it quicker to be honest if he's like all right once you hit 90 I'll be like but it was something that just made me hungry for it it was a bit of it's a lot of psychology psychology. yeah it's like placebo if a new pair of wrist wraps is going to get your ass in the gym buy the bloody wrist wrap (laughs) honestly it's true the only (laughs) thing that I do say is yeah the wrist straps once you get to a certain point as a female with your deadlift or even Romanian deadlifts, mm. um, taking your grip strength out of the equation can be really useful because 
for us as women, we don't really care about our group strength, making it stronger. Um, and you will get to a point, say, it's more moving into your sort of intermediate though, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, it really depends because group strength is still important. Mm. Um, but I mean, I don't have the group strength to hold on to 110 kilo deadlift for reps. But yeah. I could I could move it with my strength. But then we're probably getting into, I wouldn't, like probably not a beginner. Yeah, true. When it comes to beginners, just work on all of them. And for a beginner, your group strength will increase just because you you started holding dumbbells now for the first time or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that I do notice, though, if you are new to the gym and you are lacking some motivation, going out and buying a new pair of tights, new crop top, getting some new kicks, it really does give you a good kick up the bum to get you into the gym, though, doesn't it? Oh, you feel so good. You're like, yep, ready to go. You feel fresh as... Um, just own it all these little things or even if I've downloaded a good playlist or a good mix I'm ready to rock and roll Mm. well there's lots of research out there actually to show that um, the beats per minute of a song can actually really improve your workout so it's like if you look up on Spotify you can look up beats per minute so like you can find an actual tempo of the beats per minute to match the workout that you're doing oh that's me yeah it's more of a cardio thing but I remember listening to some other guys on a podcast talk about that yeah that's interesting yeah because your cardio you know you pop on the fast music ready to rock and roll um but yeah so a good song as well can really just change everything um, Cheryl, I'm going to ask you something. What is your opinion on wearing makeup at the gym? <laughs> I'm all for a bit of powder. <laughs> I don't mind it. Like mm. each to their own. Like you do you. You want to put your lashes on and go to the gym, have your, all your makeup done. I'm totally fine with that. Personally, I don't wear much makeup every day so going to the gym I just feel more comfortable with just a little bit of makeup on yeah I definitely don't go to the gym you know white ghosted feeling like I've just rolled out of bed like I need a little bit of concealer on these shift worker (laughs) bags but I don't know like I can't train as effectively with lots of makeup on what about you (laughs) I just have to bring up the point when we were talking about this earlier she's like it feels like there's a cat on my face (laughs) (laughs) well yeah well it does like i can't lay on a bench without getting the makeup all over it my gym towels all brown and like and i feel like people are looking at me with all the makeup on i look at myself and i don't even recognize myself yeah that's the thing like just say i've had a photo shoot or something like that and i still need to go to the gym afterwards sometimes i do now like i'll take my makeup off but if i can't take my makeup off i just i don't know i don't feel myself That's the thing I could do for myself. Maybe if that was me, it would Mm. be different. Yeah, and if someone's come straight from work or whatever and they've got a full face of makeup, cool. I feel like it's a topic that people have an opinion on, but the underlying theme is if it makes you feel good about yourself, increases your confidence and then that helps your workout bloody keep your makeup on Mm. if you're going to get distracted like me and Cheryl because we hardly ever wear heavy makeup cool it's not for Mm. us but it's about you feeling confident in yourself at all times at the gym during your workout you do you if that's what you do then just do it like yeah don't take your makeup off if that's how you feel most comfortable yeah the same with me like I don't put it on to 
to fit into a, a category or anything like that or to feel more secure because it makes me feel more insecure that I've got all this makeup on. Like mm. I don't like that feeling. Yeah. So it really just comes down to like you do you and yeah. no one cares at the end of the day. Like mm. me, you know, I, I guess – it's not something I want to do, but I still don't look at Betty in the corner with all her makeup on and go, yeah. why has she got all the makeup? Like, I couldn't care less. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I don't have that good makeup skills anyway, so if it was a quick two-minute job to put a full face on, sure, yeah. I'd bloody do it. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and another thing is also having a watch or a timer just so you don't get distracted in your workout as well. It's easy to get lost as we uh, spoke in the first episode on Instagram scrolling and before you know it, five minutes is gone. So make sure you've got a timer or a stopwatch or use your phone if it's not going to distract you to monitor rests and, and stay on point with that. Yeah. What What is in your gym bag? What do you take to the gym? Oh, I'm a bit excessive though. My gym bag's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> what did you used to take to the gym versus what do you take now? I used to take my iPod mini. It yes. was blue. <laughs> a highlighter and a pen to fill out my A4 card. Oh, wow. Yep. <laughs> We're talking real old school. Um, so, yeah, basically music. A highlighter. <laughs> oh, mate, I was so OCD. I would tick the little boxes and write the date and, yep, I did this weight. God. Uh, but my mentor told me to do it. So I'm like, okay, oh, I so better do it. it. Yeah. Dad wouldn't have done it. He's just like, yeah, you, you stop when you can't lift anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they were. So you start counting when it's burning. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just my music, water bottle, towel, and that's about it. But now that I'm fine-tuning things, I do have more equipment and bands and all of that. Yeah. I never carried bands because no. I didn't use them. Well, bands... Are they a newish thing? Do you know what I mean? I think they are. Yeah. What like, are they? Well, did your dad take them to the gym? Oh, hell no. No. Actually, so... imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Pull out the booty bands. Well, if he did, you never know. Exactly. There you go. But I don't think it is. Yeah, like I feel like it's more of in the last few years, everyone's got booty bands, mm. um, which is another thing as well. Like I do think people overkill it yeah. with the bands. Like I see so many people just – a band doesn't make it better. Like you can't do an exercise and go, oh, well, it must be better with a band. It, mm. It's not the case. Mm. Um, but I was thinking like even when I go for an upper body day, it feels like I'm going to the gym naked because I barely have anything. Like I take like one band to the gym yeah. when I do an upper body day, whereas when I'm doing a leg day, yeah. oh, I've got my belt, even though I, we were saying not for newbies, but sometimes I use a belt. I've got my belt, I've got my wrist straps, I've got my water bottle, I've got my towel. Um, I've got any yeah. other utensils. I've got my hip hip um, thrust pad thing. Yeah. I've got, I've got, I've always got backup headphones because you know it's it's never a good session when your headphones go flat oh, that's right. because everything's Bluetooth. Whereas back in the day, you know, it was just my little iPod, the headphones. I always took like a little written piece of paper with my workout on there. Done, and that was it. Yeah, but that's because we were beginners, so we're yeah. saying minimize at the start. And then once you get to five, ten years down the track or whatever, or even, mm. you know, however you progress, then you can add all that other stuff. Yeah. Well, that was actually a bit excessive, five, ten years, but yeah. that's where we are now. So I'm not there yet. But, you know, <laughs> in six to 12 months' time, yeah. add in all that stuff. And that's how it should be. Yeah. Because Don't get lost on Instagram and what yes. other people do. Because what you've got to realize is I guess the people that you do or idolize on social media and Instagram are probably at a much different place to where you are. And they have probably 
been through that beginner phase years and years ago. Um, yeah. So just don't get lost in that. You know, a lot of the exercises, you know, oh, please, please, girls, don't ever anyone do use a Smith's machine as a leg press. Like those sorts of things oh, that you when see. you're lying on your back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like oh, that would use... just, I'd shit myself doing like <laughs> not literally as in I'd be scared doing that. Yeah, like well just use equipment for what it's designed Imagine for. Imagine if it fell on you. It's com it's a common exercise. Ugh, no it, way. And I cringe because I think a lot of girls see this sort of advanced techniques. Yeah. You know, supersets, drop sets, all those things, they're advanced techniques. They're yeah. not beginner things. Yeah. And what you see is advanced lifters or your fitspo on Instagram mm. who are advanced doing these things. And even um like my coach said to me when I started with him at the start of the year, he said to me, Oh, you know, for all my advanced girls we we do and I laughed because I was like, <laughs> advanced. And he's like, well, you are. Mm. And I was like, really? Like, do I fall into that category? And I still myself am like, I'm not advanced. Like, I'm not advanced. But what I've got to remember is, yeah, but I'm not a beginner anymore. And mm. I, I'm really cautious with that in what I share on Instagram now. Yeah. I'd love to see more throwbacks. I feel like it's so important to share our whole journey over the years and often we forget too mm. it's sort of like what you were saying you're like oh yeah I did start out doing all that stuff because we get so caught up in the here and now and the future that no one recognizes the journey as much anymore we just see people's where they are now and their end results so just, I think simplifying things is just the most important for when you are starting, okay? We don't need to, things to be fancy. You're going in, you're there to learn the movement patterns and then build on that. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we want to be consistent and in it for the long term. So it's not going to be a quick process. No, and like I said, it just comes back down to learning the basics, learning them well, yep. getting some help with the basics and then building from there, like then earning the right to do drop sets and all those sorts of things. Because That's even right. sometimes if I upload a workout and I see how many people save it, I'm sort of mm. like, you know... That's sort of my workout and it's almost like a bit of a pull like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be, you know, giving this when it's got six sets of squats in it. You know, you'd never give a beginner that. Actually, yeah, that's really true. So it's, it's just those sorts of things is what you've got to remember is when we do upload our workouts or when you see your Fitspo putting up their workout, remember it's theirs yep. and remember it's programmed for them and it's, you know, everything is 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 accustomed to them because they are at that level where the reps and the sets really do matter mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. when you're starting it's more about the technique and the consistency that really matters yeah and that's fun like because you will see the biggest changes at the start mm -hmm. oh. it's so hard for us to see changes now yeah. like in terms of muscle oh yeah that's why we need all these fancy things yeah. but at the start enjoy it man so go back to that and like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. The first 12 months, your body changes so much. And mm. those newbie gains when you really can just change your body composition by losing fat and building muscle at the same time. Mm. Like, AKA it. toning up. <laughs> exactly. Getting yeah. toned. Um, yeah. Cool. So 
to recap really with everything, I suppose we we elaborated on five key tips there on how to get started in the gym and which I feel like it's not talked about it enough. Mm. So we were really passionate to do this for our second episode. So the first tip, just be open to trying new things and becoming uncomfortable. Mm. At the end of the day, that's why we go to the gym. We don't go to the gym to just walk on the treadmill. You know, we yep. go to the gym to push ourselves and and remove ourselves from our comfort zone and change our body as a result. That's right. So find the training style that suits your lifestyle to mm. begin with. Mm. Um, our second tip that we went over was um, asking for guidance and l- to learn the basics well. So whether that be seeking out a personal trainer, finding a gym buddy or a mentor in the gym, whatever it may be, you still need to sort of push yourself to get some help. That's right. Set a schedule, just like a doctor's appointment. Make sure you fit it into the week. And be okay with changing that schedule. Like, just tie it into your lifestyle and how it works into your um, your job and your environment and everything. Go in with a plan. So know what you're doing and how long it's going to take you. Know the equipment that you need and how to deal with the peak times or time of the gym. Yeah, and whether that is writing down your workout on a piece of paper, having it um, on the notes on your phone or in an app, whatever it may be, just know what you're doing and how long it's gonna take you before you go into the gym. And be prepared with all the essentials, your gym clothes, your new playlist, something that'll make you feel good about you and confident, so then you can perform your best when you are at the gym. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in again to episode two. If you did take anything from this episode at all, please do take a screenshot of the episode on the podcast app itself, post it on your Instagram story, tag myself, tag Danielle, and tag the Level Up podcast. Thank you and see you next time.